Worldwide Podcast, talking all things NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Why Show. I am Josh Why. No Josh Woot joining us. Just a special draft podcast. Uh, we interviewed Josh Buchanan. He's a small school draft expert. Covers. Uh, all things small school drafts here, so he's got a high knowledge, immense amount of knowledge of players and teams in the FCS and uh, all the small school and works at the NFL PA Bowl. So I asked him a little bit about the NFL PA, which has some bigger school prospects in it, but sort of late round sleeper type prospects, and then we jump straight into the small school, uh, you know, prospects and sleepers and and all sorts of stuff. So uh, please enjoy our interview with Josh Buchanan. All right, joining us on the line for his third straight appearance uh, on the Wooten Y Show is uh, Josh Buchanan. He covers small schools better than anyone on the planet. We've been saying that for the last two years, and he's normally spot on. He was spot on last year when we spoke to him about our uh, fellow Australian, Lachlan Edwards, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But he's been on the NFL PA Bowl East Coast recruiter since 2013. He's got 14 years' experience around the All-Star game and the NFL draft, and you can find his small school draft board 250 players deep at TonySoftly.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at JoshNFLDraft. Welcome back, Josh. It's good to have you on. Hey, appreciate it, Josh. And I love your name, by the way. Yeah, we are, we're all uh, we're all Joshes here. Uh, yeah, Josh Josh isn't joining us, my co-host, so otherwise we would have had three Joshes. But, uh, you know, it's one of the best names, I think. Uh, no bias at all from either of us. Uh, I mentioned Lachlan Edwards before. Last year when we spoke to you, uh, you talked about him because... You said he was going to get drafted. He did. He ended up starting all 16 games for the Jets. He had a strong NFL PA Bowl game in week, uh, and he he was someone that you saw there. Is there anyone in any standouts from this year's game? I noticed uh, safety Lorenzo Jerome had two picks. Did, did, did anyone stand out for you in, in the NFL PA Bowl this year? Um, yeah, you know, it, it was interesting because uh, – I thought this was actually the best roster they ever had. They've had, and um, last year they had, what, uh, I believe 53 players make uh, either the 53-man or the uh, practice squad or injured reserve on opening day, and I think they finished with 61 on rosters at the end of the year from last year's game, wow. so which is pretty good um, to finish with 61, collecting a paycheck. I actually think this is a better roster. Um, they had, what, 14 draft picks last year. Most of them were in the sixth and seventh round. Don't know if they'll get a third rounder this year, but I definitely think they're going to get uh, one or two fourth rounders. There's one that a couple that may fly into the late back into the third. We'll see. But um, as far as like guys, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I could honestly see 20 players getting drafted. Um, uh, it was 14 last year. I could see 20 or more. Now I say that, and it probably won't happen. But I, I really believe, you know, 35 went to the combine. Uh, the previous year it was 19. Uh, last year 19 went. This year 35 went. So I do expect uh, that number to rise. Um, you know, just a few guys. You know, a few guys that like stood out. Um, uh, you know, I thought uh, the Old Dominion receiver Zach Pascal, um, the corner Shaquille Griffin, Central Florida is pretty good. The other corner Brandon Wilson of Houston. Um, uh, Grover Stewart from Albany State, uh, the Missouri State linebacker Dylan Cole. Um, I think he's with his pro days giving himself a shot to get drafted. I don't think the App State linebacker Kenan Gilchrist will get drafted, but I do think he'll make a roster. 
Um, I'm trying to think of other guys that were, uh, you know, Greg Ward, the kid out of Houston, he's a really good athlete. I think he'll probably make it as a receiver, utility guy somewhere. Um, a lot of good linemen, Corey Levin of Chattanooga. I expect him to get drafted. Lorenzo Jerome, St. Francis, PA. I expect him to go late. Um, uh, Krishan Hogan at a Marion. I, I could see him. I say he's 50 50. Um, they had a lot of good running backs. The TJ Logan of North Carolina and wow. Tariq Cohen of North Carolina A&T uh, and the Coastal Carolina running back, D'Angelo Henderson. So I hate to be long winded, but yeah, it was yeah. a lot of guys. I mean, honestly, were strong turnout. Um, it, it was it was a very strong turnout. Um, the 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 corner Brian Allen from Utah, you know, he lit up the combine. Michael Rector of Stanford, ran, you know, uh, had a good combine um, as well. So I, yeah, I thought there was a very strong group. It, you know, you could even uh, I'd even throw out there um, Keon Hatcher of Arkansas as a guy. The, the Chad Williams of Grambling's gotten a lot of interest lately. So it really was. I I, I, I hope people say I'm, I've tried not to be a cheerleader for it. I try to judge it, you know, honestly. And I, I really do. I think this this year they're gonna see an increase in picks and um I expect more than I expect more than fifty five players to make opening day rosters. I expect close to sixty to make on opening day and probably like seventy to finish the year on a roster. Well wow. that's uh that's really good to hear that it's going from from strength to strength and uh you know, it it was good and it, it gave our our mate Lachlan Edwards a bit of a platform as well and he's uh you know he's getting better and better uh, each game, and I hope uh, he has a, a good bounce back, uh, you know, sophomore season with the Jets in year two. Looking at your small school draft board, uh, we talked about, you know, just how you mentioned the, the NFL PA Bowl being very strong, but how does this draft board of small school uh, talent stack up to, to previous years in terms of elite talent and then draftable players? Do you think it's a strong small school class this year? I think it's going to be around 20 draft picks, roughly. Um, I think it's a very strong at the top. The, the top two players I really like. I like the Ashland tight end and the Eastern Washington receiver. Um, the uh, every you know everybody past that, I think there's something uh, heavily wrong with them in regards that I would not give them an elite grade. I wouldn't put them very high. Um, not saying there won't be others who won't go in the third round, maybe. But, um, you know, if it was me personally, the only players I would take in the first three rounds are Cup and Shaheen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of upside. Um, you know, several guys, Julian Davenport of Bucknell, uh, Tano Capasanon at Villanova. Um, you know, I think that, you know, Derek Rivers of Youngstown, his is more of it depends on your scheme, I think, whether he'll be an outside backer or a defensive end. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the tight end from Drake's a good player. Um, you know, the Albany State D tackle. I, you know, I think the first two can plug in and play right now. The others, I think, could maybe play as role players, but I wouldn't want them to be a starter right off the bat. I think of them as more as developmental guys. And so, I, you know, I, me personally, I would put two in the first three rounds and then everybody else in the rounds four through seven. And I do think rounds, especially rounds five through seven, is very good this year. There we go. That's good. That's good to see a, a heavy Heavy group there uh, in that five to seven range. So you did mention Shaheen and Cooper Cup. They are the top two players on your board. Uh, you mentioned that you're mostly comfortable with them being the top two. Uh, why is it that they're so far above everybody else? What makes them, you know, your top two players? What What did you really like about them? 
Um, you know, Shaheen, no real deficiencies in his game. He's a guy that had a good sophomore season and a great junior season. He reminds you of Gronkowski, the way he his run after the catch, um, or run after contact and yards after catch. Uh he's a big guy. He's he has the ability to block, he's strong, he can run, you know, he's legitimate, you know, six six, two seventy or so, and gonna run a low four seven. Uh he's not outstanding you know athlete but a good athlete um he can be an every down guy can can line you know flex him out line him uh put him in line let him block catch run all that so i think he's a guy that can come in and and be a real good number two maybe potentially be a very good starter uh cooper cup same thing uh i'm not sure he's got the upside of shaheen in fact i know he doesn't but he's really good player i think he is i think he is what he is you're gonna see what you see is what you're gonna get i think he'll be a good starter he's a good route runner has very good hands um can get open was dominant against big time competition so i just you know i just think he's an all-around good player that again just like shaheen can be a starter shaheen i think has got a little bit more of a ceiling but i think both are going to be real good pros this is a uh, a really strong tight end class overall. If Shaheen came out sort of last year or even next year, he would he would be like a top two or three prospect overall at tight end, right? Yeah, uh, if he, if he was coming back next year, he'd probably be the number two tight end in the draft class. Yeah, going into the year next year. Um, uh, but he's I think he's twenty four years old, so he felt like he needed to come out. It's the right time for him to come out. So hearing the hearing Gronkowski when you talk about Shaheen's going to get people. Really, really excited. Is is he as powerful as Gronkowski, or can he? Ever- Probably, he's he's pretty strong. If you see him run when he, when he runs through defenders, uh, well, tacklers like crazy. I mean, uh, I've seen him carry three, four guys for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards. Wow. Um, he's he's probably close. I mean, he's not quite there yet, but I mean, he's a lot younger than Gronkowski. But he's very similar to what Gronkowski was coming at. Yeah, I noticed his uh, bench press put him in the you know the real top echelon amongst tight ends at the combine. So a really good performance from him. Uh, the next two guys on your ranking that I want to talk about are the the two edge rushers in Rivers and Capasignon. I know you mentioned his name before. Did I pronounce the name right? I believe so. Tano uh, Capasignon. It's very it's a very t- tricky name to say, and I, I I remember watching tape on him, and some of the commentators struggled a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, given their athleticism and their need for pass rushes in the NFL, could you see them being drafted earlier than, than projected? I know you've got them down as sort of yeah, fourth-round really picks. Yeah, I really do. It wouldn't shock me if someone took them in the third round, even though I wouldn't quite go that high. I could see it. I mean, if it was me personally, I would take Rivers in the fifth or probably the fifth and Capacinon in the fifth or sixth. Um, I think Capacinon's got a high upside, though. The problem with him is he's very stiff, plays high, doesn't have much technique. Gets by with a lot because of his uh, because of his length, um, and then you know Rivers is a DN that's really good athlete that could probably stand up and play outside linebacker. Um, I think because I, I believe he could be an outside backer, like a three four outside backer. Um, I would try to get him, you know, on day three just just because you're doing a position switch for him. But um, he's a high motor guy. He's productive. He's consistently productive, which is a big deal. You know, he's not like going to get a sack two sacks this week and then get shut out next week you know he was a guy you could count on 
to show up week in and week out, which that, that's important. Um, Tano is not necessarily that guy. Like I saw Tano get the fumble return for a touchdown against Lafayette. I was there and saw that in person. You know, he'll have times where he's very dominant and then other times when he's not. But, you know, being a stiff guy that doesn't really bend or, or, or get low, you worry about that at the pros. But, um, you know, he's got a lot of upside. He has not been playing it long. He was a you know very raw recruit. He's a basketball guy. You know he's a guy that um, didn't even start when he first got there. You know Rivers I think redshirted and maybe you know was like a role guy, but he played a lot as a freshman. Tano didn't. Tano didn't really like become a guy until his junior year. Whereas Derek, you know his freshman year he showed flashes. His sophomore year he was dominant. You know so, um, but you know I would ideally like to get those guys on day three for sure. It's it's weird talking about a Villanova uh, player and and not talk about basketball. It's weird to see a football player get get some hype. There's his name's been thrown around a little bit. Have, have Villanova had many players drafted before in in the NFL draft? Um, From memory, yeah, Villanova has had a, has had a few. Um, not a lot though. No. Uh, Villanova, you know, Ben Igelana was the last one, oh, the second go. round pick for the Colts. I, I remember that well uh, because that's my team, and he didn't quite pan out as well. A lot of injuries sort of derailed uh, his uh, career outside. But uh, yeah, I, I like Capacion. Uh, he's when I watched him on tape, he's a specimen, a mountain of a man. But you're definitely right, very stiff. There's some mock drafts have Derek Rivers as a top forty pick. Have you seen those? And, and what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't go quite that high. I like Rivers. I do. I'd love to get him, but I'd love to get him in, like, the fifth round. Uh, uh, second round is just a little bit too high, to be honest with you. Um, I think he could be it. See, here's the thing. I, I think when you draft in the first three rounds, you're drafting. Um, what I was taught was first round is going to be an immediate starter and an impact player. Uh, franchise player, second, third round of players that will be very good starters. And in the fourth and fifth round, you're supposed to get guys who you ideally don't want to start them as a rookie, but they can become a solid starter mm-hmm. for you. And then sixth, seventh round is where you get your developmental backups, your special teams guys, your your role players. Um, I think he could be a starter, but I, I wouldn't want to put him out there and force him you know, out there immediately as a rookie. I'd like to – Ideally, like for him to be my backup that comes in and maybe year two or year three becomes the guy. Yep. Um, but you know that that's what that's that's the only reason I say that. But no, he's a good player. I mean, I like Rivers. Uh, if he was sitting there in the fifth, I'd jump all over him. And I would rather have, you know, I'd rather I, I would rather have him in the third than Tano. If you're talking about, um. You know, I mean, when you're talking about a consistent guy, Tano's got more upside. It wouldn't shock me if Tano went, like, at the top half of the third, though, or in the middle of the third, and then, like, Derek Rivers went at the back end of the third. But I could see Rivers being the better pro, even though he probably doesn't have as much upside. It wouldn't, you know, they're just – with Tano, you know, he wasn't consistent enough. He's a guy that it's like – you know, he's either going to be a really good player or he's just going to be just a guy, you know, when he gets at that level. I don't know yet, um, which is why I wouldn't take him high. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'd I want to get a three just because of that. If I if I was sold on him, I'd be willing to go in the second or third, which I'm sold on Shaheen and Cup. I'd take him. I'd take – if I had picks – if I had pick like 50 and 60, I'd, I'd take both of those guys if I could get them there in a heartbeat. Yep. 
Um, I just, there's those others you mentioned, I would try to get them yeah. on, on day three. I know uh, Steve Smith spoke very highly of Cooper Cup at uh, at the Combine. Uh, was a big fan of uh, of the Cup, so uh, I think he'd be in agreement with you. Uh, sandwich between those pass rushers in your top five is a, an offensive guard, uh, Jessamine Dunker from Tennessee State. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, no, I like Dunker. I would love to get him at the top of the fourth. Um, you know, he's a guy who can play guard or tackle. He's got because he's got great length. He was a really talented high school player. Um, he's athletic. He can move. He's explosive. Um, I like to see him be a little more mean, be more of a finisher. But um, good athlete can can play in his own scheme. He's got good feet. Um, uh, I think he was a player that was really underrated by the media in college. I don't think he was given the um, the, 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 the attention that he deserved. Um, I thought he was probably the best, best lineman at the FCS level last year and didn't really get that notice. Um, dominant player at Tennessee State. Tennessee State's put a lot of guys, got a lot of offensive linemen drafted, mm-hmm. um, over the last six years. So he, he's, and he's, to me, is the best one of that group. Wow. So, and they've had guys, I think, go in the fifth round. Before, so I would definitely take him uh, in the fourth. I could see someone taking him in the back half of the third, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue it. Um, but I just don't, I don't know if I'm not sure if he will. I mean, like I, said, I could see it though. I mean, I think he'll definitely go ahead of Corey Levin, but um, you know, he's, you know, he's he's a lot like Levin. He can play a lot of positions, but he's a little bit better athlete than Levin. Levin's a good athlete, but. But Jessamine's an elite one. Of course, he was what like a five star, four or five star recruit that went to yep. Florida. So you obviously know that he he had a lot of ability from day one. You know. Yep. Uh, and and Dunker had a, a really pretty fast forty time as well under under the five second mark with a four point nine eight. Uh, you mentioned athleticism. That's that's pretty quick for a guard. Yeah. Now he had. Uh, let's see, Dunker. Um, he lit up, yeah. He lit up the combine when you consider when you take the fact he had like let's see here his handheld times at the combine uh, I was given were four nine six and five oh two range. Um, electronic was four nine eight. Um, you know he had a a one seven one handheld ten yard one seven nine electronic ten. You know, he's got eighty eighty and three eighths inch arms thirty. Three and a half. I mean, eighty and three inch wingspan, thirty-three and a half inch arms. He got big hands or ten inches. Um, you know, twenty-eight and a half vert, nine broad jump. Um, didn't do the shuttles, but um, you know, just a really good athlete, big dude. I mean, six four and a quarter, yeah. three eighteen. So he's one of those guys that you, um, let's say he's played guard and tackle. He could potentially play either one in the pros. I, th- I think he's a better guard. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But uh, athletically, he could probably do either one. Sweet. Uh, I've got some uh, some players sort of further down on your board that some listeners have thrown out there for me to ask you about. The first one is uh, Julian Davenport from Bucknell, uh, the offensive tackle. Uh, you've got him as a as a sixth or seventh round grade. He's he's a guy that's uh, I've seen a lot on Twitter. His name thrown about as a as a late round gem for for many teams in search of an offensive tackle. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can see some people trying to say he may go higher than that. I've even heard buzz around the league that he might go like in the third, fourth round. Um, I wouldn't though. Uh, Julian has a lot of upside. He was a basketball player, um, but you know, he's a guy. You know, he's got length. He's got size. 
He's got feet, but he's not a great athlete. He ran like a five four in the forty. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he's not a finisher. He's extremely raw. He plays high. I just, he, to me, he's a developmental player. That and so you know maybe fifth or sixth round, but I wouldn't go any higher than that. But you know I, I'm saying what I'd like to get for him. I mean like where I'd like to take him. Um, I just you know I feel like if you take this guy in the third or fourth round, you, you're basically saying he's got to come play right now. And and I'd like to sit him for a couple of years. I think he's got a shot to be good if you do that. I just would hate to put him out there too early and and ruin him. I've seen it happen to guys um, that were forced out there because they got overdrafted. So, um, you know, but but he may go higher than the six seven. Even though that's where I would I would I would ideally like to get him in the six. To be honest, but yep. uh, all right. The next name on our list is Dylan Cole out of Missouri State. The uh... Outside linebacker, I, I really like Dylan Cole. Um, I haven't been able to watch too much tape. I've had to settle for sort of things I've seen on Huddle, but and a few other people have you know tweeted out. But insanely athletic. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him at the combine. Yeah, he should have been at the combine. He was on the wait list. I don't know why they didn't uh, invite him. Um, high motor guy. Um, good instincts. He's going to run sideline to sideline. He lit up his pro day, which you can see the athleticism. He's got really good explosion. Um, he is a guy that I could see going in the sixth or seventh round. Um, uh, I, I don't know if he will. I mean, I, you know, you know, I mean, when, when you have 61 guys end up on rosters last year and you had, you know, 50, you know, 50-something make it, but only 14 get drafted, you know. And it's been like that every year. Our number of guys that make it is tripled of the amount of draft picks we have. <laughs> you know, you start, you know, you don't ever know if your guy's going to get drafted or not because it can be a numbers game. But I would. I, I would take him in a heartbeat. I Honestly, I would take him before I would take Julian Davenport because I think he would be a – um you know, again, what I've been did with my last board is kind of more where I think they're going to go. Yeah. Um, but like a guy like Dylan Cole, I mean, he, he's he's your you know he's the the typical type of small school linebacker that goes well in the pros. He's instinctive, productive, smart. You know, he's a hard worker. He's a high motor guy. Runs sideline to sideline. He can be a good special teams guy. Come out there in nickel situations. Um, you know, I think he'd be an ideal guy to take in round six or seven. Yeah, I um, I love him. Can he contribute on special teams from from day one? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah he definitely. Um, I think he could. I think he could be a special teamer. I I don't believe he did it his last year at Missouri State, but I know he's played some in the past. Um, but I think he could. Just the style of play he is, you know, has. I think he definitely could, especially you know, like punt punt team and kickoff team and. Yep. Field goal block and all that. Perfect. Uh, we're going further down your list to Samson Ibuckham from Eastern Washington. We've got a, a listener wanted to know about uh, the outside linebacker from Eastern Washington. Uh, he said uh, he, he's seen a little bit of him and he just wants to know uh, what you've seen of him or if you've seen him live and, and, and what your thoughts are on him. Yeah, I uh, played defensive end at Eastern Washington, but undersized guy, a bit of a tweener. Um, really good pro day, good athlete. Um, he can run. Uh, yeah, he was a guy that would flash some really good stuff on tape at Eastern Washington. And then other times he was, you know, looked like just a guy, but you could tell he could run. He had pretty good, 
range to him. Um, I think he's gonna, ha- you know, have to be an outside linebacker at the pros. He's like six one and three eighths, two forty or so, something like that. I believe he's. Uh, what is he? What I have him. Um, he uh, he ran really well. Like he has, he yeah six six two. 240 ran 445 and 454 had like a 39 inch vert and 1010 broad um pretty strong too 24 bench reps is pretty solid um you know just a uh uh high boat you know fairly high boater pass rusher um pretty good off the edge i think but you know he played defensive in there like i said i think he'll stand up for being outside linebacker in the pros yep there we go. A bit of a bit of a tweener though, in in that he played de. So yeah, six, just under six two. In fact, I think he was like six oh one six at our game and six oh one seven at the pro day. Yep. Uh, this one's for me, and it was uh, while I was watching tape on on Derek Rivers, his teammate David with the same surname, the cornerback, really stood out to me. Made some plays, and then I saw his combine number, uh, his pro day number. Sorry, and I thought he tested pretty good. He's a guy that I think. You know, is a priority free agent could uh, you know surprise a few people. Yeah, let's see. I think he was six one, one eighty six, ran four five three, four five eight range. Um, average explosion guy had like a one, I believe one five three ten yard, ten six broad jump, but um, moves pretty well. Had like a four two short shuttle, a six eight nine, six eight eight, somewhere around there, three cone. Um, 14 reps uh he's got ability he's just a guy that never was the full-time starter and uh, i you know a little bit inconsistent at times but you know he's very you know to me he'd be the ideal guy you sign as a party free agent and put him on your practice squad um because he's got traits you want to develop but i think he needs work before you want to put him on the 53 yep uh yeah i just I just he just jumped out on a few players, but then obviously yeah, well, the consistency sort of was the issue for me. Uh, but yeah, I just thought seeing him down at eighty nine, I think uh, not a bad priority free agent for for teams to. to yeah, and he'll pick probably up. rise a little bit from there. Um, some guys that are ahead of him uh, did not do well as well at pro day as I was would have liked to have seen him do. Yep. So they're going to drop, but yeah, I mean he'd be a good one. I, I could see him being like a first wave PFA. I mean, somebody if he'd have run like a four four and had like a thirty eight inch vertical, I could have seen somebody draft him late. But um, I'd be surprised if he got drafted. I mean, it could happen. I've seen worse players get drafted. Yep. Uh, the last one on the list is Chad Williams. You mentioned him before out of Grambling State, getting a lot of love out there uh, on uh, on social media and a few few uh, websites as well. He's a He's a really interesting sort of day three prospect. Yeah, he he could get drafted. Um, pretty good route runners, got fairly good hands, tested well. I ran four fours at six foot and a half, two oh seven. Um, he is an interesting one. Uh, very good game against Arizona early in the year. Um, a guy that you like to get as a priority free agent, but he could go in the sixth or seventh just because. Of the measurables, and he looked he looked pretty good at the pro day. Like I said, I mean, he, he route runner and uh, hands. Um, and he you know he's he's a guy that um, that I, I think is more than just a tester. He's got a lot of ability. Uh, I'd love to get him undrafted, but um, but would be willing to draft him. Uh, and and I think he's a guy that could uh, if he doesn't make the fifty three as a rookie, I could see him making it by year two. 
Yeah. And, you know, being maybe being like your fourth receiver. So he's a good player. He was probably, I thought he was the third best receiver that they had in LA, but I thought there was like five or six out there that'll have a career. That'll probably see a second contract, like at least five. And he's one of them. Yep. Uh, how many of these pro days do you go to uh, for all these small schools? I just usually go to a couple. I'm working on next year's draft mostly right now. So, yeah. any any good uh, small schools for next year's draft? Or an exclusive? Oh, there's always, man. Yeah, there's always. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, next year will be pretty good. Actually, I, I wouldn't shock me if um, you know. I thought it was going to be really, really good because of uh, Shaheen. Because I yeah, I thought Shaheen was going to be the best guy for next year. I hated when. Uh, he came out in that regard, but yeah, it'll be a good year though. Uh, especially offensively, there's some real good ones. And then, um, you know, a lot of people don't, um, you know, pro- I don't know if they've looked that far ahead, but there's a lot of good corners in next year's draft, small school wise. There might be three or four get drafted at least. So, um, it'll be pretty, next year will be a pretty good group. Uh, might be deeper up top in the first four rounds or more. Um, but, uh, I don't know about the whole class yet. I'm not done with it, but yep. it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like four or five guys going to the top 100 next year. Wow. There we go. Uh, you know, over the last few years that you've done this, who's been the, the best, the best small school prospect for you? Uh, David Johnson comes to mind for me. Would you, would you say that he's the best small school prospect, uh, that succeeded in the NFL? Um, yeah, the last few years, yeah, I could see Shaheen or Cup matching him or getting close to him. But yeah, I, uh, I'd say it'd be David Johnson. I liked him a lot. I really did. I, um, um, I expected him to be a real good player, and he's been real, real good for them already. So yeah. yeah. I remember we remember speaking to you about him and uh, keeping an eye out on him, and uh, yeah, it's it's panned out quite well. So you're spot on. On uh, David Johnson, a uh, couple of last things before we let you go, and and thanks for joining us. Uh, oh no problem. Who's your who's your favorite prospect? You know this year, like the guy that you're really pounding the table for. It might not might not necessarily be the the highest up in your draft board, but is there someone that you're really rooting for to have success at the next level? Mm, there's a lot of good ones I like. Yeah, um, that's cool. <laughs> you know, I, 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 if I had to go, um, I'm gonna tell you. I, I like to see. I think he's got to go to the right scheme because I think he is a nose tackle. But the D lineman at Albany State, I, he he is really a mature guy, and he is a freak, and he is probably one of the strongest I've ever seen. I'd love to see him go and do really well. I thought he should. I thought he was the biggest combine snub of all the small scores. I thought he and Dylan Cole were the top two snubs, um, and. I'd love to see him. I, you know, Cooper Cup too. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, you know, he's married, very mature, wise beyond his years. Cup's a guy that you'd want your daughter to date. Um, <laughs> he would be one that I, I, you know, I'd love to see him have a really good career. Um, Connor Harris of Lindenwood, I throw him in there too. Really smart guy. He's married also. He's extremely mature. Um, he's smart. Uh, you know, one of the most productive linebackers in the history of college football. So yep. you always like to see guys like that do it. Dylan Donahue has an NFL pedigree, undersized guy, but an extremely high motor guy, the type of guy you want to see make it. Uh, th- yeah, this is a good group. I think there's a lot of high character guys, a lot of guys. 
you got to pull for Tariq Cohen. He's so tiny, but he is explosive and he's quick. His testing numbers, I don't even think, do him justice. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of guys in this class I like, but yeah, I, I can't really pin that. You know, I, for where I think you're going to get him, I think Grover Stewart at Albany is going to be a real good value because I think someone's going to take him in like the sixth or seventh, and I think he'll end up being a starter at some point in the pros which is really good to get a future starter that late. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if I can think of anyone else that might would be. Um, uh, I would probably um, – I think there's anyone else I'd probably down the table for that. That might be – I mean, this might be other guys. I hate to shortchange somebody, but those are the ones that come to mind first. Yep. No, that's fine. It's not like they're all listening to a podcast in Australia anyway and they're going to get offended. <laughs> uh, and I'll tell you one who's a deep sleeper to keep an eye on is the um, the kicker from Pembroke, Matt Davis. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't. He's not really a sleeper if you talk to NFL people. He was a guy that was getting some legitimate interest during the fall. Um, he's like six foot one ninety. Uh, he was a consensus All-American just about this past year. He had uh, 84% of his field goals, a 58-yard long, 41 yards per punt, 78-yard long. He can do all three phases as a kicker, wow. um, big leg and accurate. Um, he's a guy, uh, I think, to keep an eye on. He could be one that um, shocks that makes a roster. I don't think he'll get drafted, but he, he could be one that shocks people and makes a roster and, ha- and, be, and, and ends up being like a second contract type of guy. Yep. And I would draft Matt Davis. If you need a kicker real bad, I'd draft him. But I'm not sure. I'm just not sure that he will. But he'd be one to keep an eye on. And the good thing about sort of kickers and punters for small school is it doesn't really matter the competition you're playing against because it's still the same stuff at, at, at all three all three phases where there's there's not a – worry about a jump up in competition and opponent um you know with a kicker if you're consistent for unc pembroke you can be consistent for you know the denver broncos for example yeah i mean you would think yeah i mean it should be so it shouldn't be much different yeah he'd be one he's one you know and then the kid from south dakota miles bergner he was another one he did all three he was an army all-american did everything in college um but uh, this is a really good class. I mean, Corey Levin's a great dude. You want to see him do well. I think he's got a chance to be a good one. Um, Visit, just he a visited the Saints today, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then, you know, Lorenzo Jerome. Um, now, if you want to talk about visits, uh, Grover Stewart has like 12 or 13 visits in like six workouts, I think. Wow. He's got an insane amount. Yeah, I think like over half the league has a visit and or workout with him. Like I think like eighteen or seventeen or seventeen or sixteen teams or something like that wow. have so it was pretty good for a non combine guy. Exactly. Uh, who who's been the prospect that your phones rung about the most? Like who's been calling you to ask about the most? Is it is it Shaheen? I'd say Shaheen's probably been the biggest buzz guy. A lot of people didn't see that coming when he declared. Um there was some that did, but a lot of people just did not see that coming. They weren't sure. Yep. Um and uh He's been a pleasant add to it. Yep, perfect. All right, uh, well, that wraps up pretty much all of our questions for you about the small school draft prospects. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge and insight with us. Um, as as I said at the top of the show, you can check out Josh's draft board at TonySoftly.com. It's 250 players deep, so if you, if you really want to 
you know, sit down and, 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 and look at all those players. Um, I really recommend it. And, uh, Josh does really great work and, uh, we thank you again for, for joining the show and, uh, enjoy, uh, you know, working on next year's draft. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'd be glad to do it anytime. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try and tee this up again next year. If, if you're going to do another big board, I know, uh, with each passing year, you're not sure whether you'll do one more or not. So are, are you going to commit to one for next year or are you going to wait and see? Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, unless, I mean, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm still, uh, with, you know, with NFLPA, if they, if I haven't been fired by, by then, I, I probably will. So, or, or unless I go to a team and they won't let me. So we'll yep. see. It just depends on what happens. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, we'll wait and see and, and keep an eye on you. And as always, follow Josh on Twitter at Josh NFL Draft. Thanks again, Josh. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Josh for joining the show. It's always great having Josh's on the show. One of the one of the best names, as as Josh said uh, at the top of the interview. I hope you really enjoyed that. Josh just told me off air that he'll be updating his uh, small school rankings in about two weeks. So he uh, he'll update it based on some of the pro day results and and things like that because athletic testers sort of a use for teams. So because it you know some of these prospects are all upside late round picks. So uh, having that athleticism or, or running faster than the first thought or imagine will uh, will change those rankings for him. So please check that out. As I said uh, multiple times, TonySoftly.com or just check us on Twitter as uh, we'll retweet that for you and we'll also chuck it on the Facebook page, uh, The Wooten Wire Show. Uh, that wraps up the show. Short, sharp and sweet. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow Josh at Wood Etc. You can find the show on Audio Boom now. We've made another switch. Apologies, but this should be the final one, and we'll be staying with Audio Boom and listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and Audio Boom. Thanks, guys.